Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And as always, and never changing, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And as you know, all month long, we are talking about Mindful May. In some cases, that means mindfulness practices or meditative practices. But at the heart of it, really, I wanted to focus this month on how we help ourselves take a little bit better care of ourselves emotionally. And my guests have all been phenomenal in terms of different perspectives on how we may be dealing with things that, you know, maybe getting in our way. And my guest today, I think is going to have some, probably some stories, but definitely a focus that is going to help a number of you. So Lori Herbers is an empowerment coach, and she's also an author. Her recent book is called Second Chances, How I Turned Hate into Love and Found My Purpose. And you know that there's going to be some very emotional stories behind that. In her youth, she struggled in abuse and trauma, carrying the pain forth into adulthood. And many, many of us have similar stories. Hating life was her home and daily struggle until the day she decided to change her thoughts and beliefs and instead pursue love with a fervor that superseded everything else. But now, even farther down the path, her mission is to guide over 1 million individuals into the fullness of love so they can pursue their purpose with passion and love. And she's passionate about never having to go another day, any of us feeling worthless unwanted, unloved, feeling guilt, shame, pain, judgment. And she guides individuals struggling in life or business to gain clarity and through that become empowered and love all their pieces and parts, find their purpose, heal their soul wounds, own their own power. And what I love is to use the power of their mind to manifest all the good things and live authentically in purposeful driven lives. So joining me today is Lori. Lori, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me, especially during Mindful May. (laughs) Yeah, it's really important to me. Um, You know, I, although my following are a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of professionals in different areas of their life, I find that even though I deal with a lot of business issues at the heart of a lot of our struggles, personally and professionally, is some of this other lingering stuff that affects how we feel. And I know, especially with your focus, um, there's a lot of people who have had trauma in their past or um, things that they just can't seem to move past that deal with thoughts and views about themselves that are not all to the positive. So I'm really looking forward to hearing how you help people. But I gave a few little intro points on your bio, but tell us a little bit more specifically about you, your business, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Okay. Well, for me, I I grew up in abuse. So I was told when I was little that I was stupid and worthless. And this was from my father. (laughs) So that was a lot of weight to carry for a little yeah. girl who's supposed to be, you know, daddy's princess. I was never his anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just kind of followed me through life. I just, I literally 
had like, you know, if you would have asked me, where are you going to be in five years? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing today because I, mm. I don't matter. Nothing yeah. I do matters. So that was kind of, I just kind of sailed through life doing whatever felt like I should do right then. Um, and as I learned to grow from that and what I call soul wounds, like all those wounds that I had from when I was little and realizing that I could go back into my memory and infuse it with love energy and mm. give back the words that kept, you know, that were given to me that were not mine to have changed so much in my world. And that pursuit for love, because I was always looking outside of myself, thinking that it came from somewhere out there until I realized that we all come from love. Everything that you see comes from love and it's an actual frequency you can tap into. And when I found myself standing in this amazing place of love, I wanted everyone to feel that. I literally lay there for, I didn't look at it as a business at that point, but every morning for like a month, I would just lay there and go, how do I get people to feel this? This is so amazing. And I wish I had it my whole life. And all that weight that I used to carry just kind of fell away. And then I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, start opening your mouth, <laughs> start sharing what you know, and you know, and other people can get there. It's not a secret really, but people don't realize that that's such a thing that you can actually stand always in that place of love, which is instant forgiveness and compassion and joy and all these things that everybody's searching for and thinking that it's out there when it's already in you. And so that is what I help people to understand is they can love themselves. Every piece of your journey is beautiful. You just need to accept all of it. And because I think that when we're in pain, we tend to either run from it or try to push it away or push it down. Mm -hmm. But what I have found all of that, that just makes it fester and like, like, you know, like standing water, it gets really gross. Mm -hmm. And you just shove all that down. But when you get in there and pull it out and accept all of the pieces as this is just something that I went through, it doesn't define me. It doesn't you know, make me this or that, I already was who I was. And it didn't matter the choices that I made. And once I learned to embrace all of that, oh my gosh, the way that you can love yourself is so amazing. And that is what I want people to understand how deeply you can fall in love with yourself because you're in a relationship with yourself first and foremost, mm -hmm. and you can't just walk away and say, mm, uh, you're not doing anything for me. I don't get anything. I don't get to sleep in, you know, think about mm -hmm. that. If you're in a relationship with someone like that, you're going to leave yeah. because you're not, your needs are getting met. <laughs> you can meet you your can't own slam the You can't slam the door on yourself real easily. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that's my biggest is to not only, it's like, I think it's a twofold, not only to help them to understand their own triggers and thoughts and emotions, but to get to that place that I call the fullness of love and always operate from that frequency. So, yeah. I think that must've been interesting. I'm guessing, you know, I, I love it when you said, you know, I was laying there in bed for a month every morning saying, I love myself so much. Why I, you know, other people need to love themselves this much, but given your background, it must've taken just as much courage to start speaking this to other people as it did for you to start looking back on those moments and replacing the negative hateful words with positive words of love yeah it was and it was where i learned that it wasn't until i embraced all of my journey as beautiful because it got me here it made mm. me this person, even all the pieces that I thought like for years, like I just like, if I could just cut this memory out and if this didn't happen and just cut, 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 that's just damaging you mm. because you're not accepting all of yourself Yeah, and, and everything about you is amazing and it's beautiful and you're here for a reason or you wouldn't be here, period. That's the end. <laughs> 
I think that's, it's really interesting you say that because I know that there's times when, you know, there's certain things in my past that, you know, like any of us, like we all have, um, that might not to anybody else even look like that big of a deal, but moments where I can think of me saying, gosh, I wish I could just cut that out and that that one moment never happened or those three moments that were strung together never happened or that hour or that day or that seven years, whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you're right. If we cut them out, it's like trying to cut a hole out of a blanket, you know, of a, you know, a knitted blanket that eventually everything else is going to unravel. If you cut out those pieces that were woven into the tapestry that you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So when you embrace it, it's a new, when you think of the whole blanket, it's warm and it's cozy <laughs> and you like to curl yeah. up in it. You should be able to curl up with yourself and be okay and love every moment and, and enjoy those quiet moments where you can really tap into your own intuition and understand yourself. But you can't do when you're running from pieces. Of yeah, that's true. So when people, you know, show up some way and they're like, I think Lori, I want to start this process with you you know, what kind of number one, kind of what courage, what kind of courage does it take for them to do that? But number two is, you know, what is, what are some of the things that, that you hear from them in the beginning that, you know, that either, you know, make them not fully open to, you know, this process or that is that moment where that just goes, okay, I'm all in like, cause this has got, you know, it's one thing to go through it yourself and, and find that path out on the other side. Um, helping other people to do it when you can see what can be on the other side for them, but they're maybe not, they want to take that step, but they're not sure they can do it. You know, what, what kind of emotions are they going through at that time? Oh, so many, (laughs) so many different ones, because when you get stuck in those feelings of unworthiness, you're, you're almost, it's almost like hard to step back in because when you forget who you are, when you start pushing pieces of yourself down, you don't even know what you want and you don't know what you like. All you know is that you, you hurt and it doesn't yeah. feel good. And every day is heavy. I think for me, the only way that I can help people is they have to have gotten to that point where they're like, I'm done living like this. I don't mm-hmm. want this anymore. What can I do to not live this? This is not because you have to literally consciously choose. And I tell them every day, there's going to be days that are easy and there's going to be days that are hard. And it's Mm -hmm. on those hard days, you have to constantly, consciously choose to keep going forward and understand that every step that I take is a step, even if it's the tiniest baby step ever. If you take the tiniest baby step ever, every single day in a year, that's 365 steps. And you look back and you're like, who the heck was that person? I don't even recognize that person anymore because those tiny baby steps still are moving you somewhere. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think it may even um, be even more impactful than when we make baby steps. And I even think about, you know, my current like weight loss journey, because I've got, you know, I've been working on this for, I'm in week seven and I've worked with this fitness coach before and I had faster results last time, but they didn't fully stick. And that's because I kind of kept changing my goal because I kept hitting my goal. I'm like, well, let's go another. I didn't set the right goal to begin with. And so now as things are going slower, it's a little frustrating, but I, I firmly actually believe it's going to last better. It's going to stick better because the, the steps are very purposeful now rather than just rushing to try and get to the end. And I'm assuming that it may be people, 
dealing with this kind of trauma or negative talk or, you know, those elements of the past as well, that if you almost try and fix everything too fast, because you want to get to the finish line, that maybe that, that speed actually could work against long-term stick to itness. I don't know. It's just a, it's a gut is, am I right or wrong? Or I think it depends. Um, for some of us, like for me, it was like, I was in such a dark place of hate. I had to unravel all of that and yeah. all of the debt. Like it wasn't even years. It was decades yeah. of carrying that. And so you have to remember the amount, you know, like the distance I went hating myself. I can't just magically go, well, I'm great today. <laughs> I had to unravel yeah. decades. So I think it depends on how long you've been carrying it because the yeah. longer you've been carrying it, the longer it's going to take to, to dig back through and unravel and unpack it and, and set stuff down because you mm-hmm. can't just, unfortunately, which would be nice. We just decide one day, I'm just going to dump it all. <laughs> right. There's stuff down in there. Once you start digging, you're like, Oh, I don't, Oh, I remember that now. It's so, so, you know, cause it's so far down in your subconscious that is yeah. wreaking havoc today. But you're like, I don't know why this bugs me until you really almost like follow the string back and you're going, Oh, this person said this to me on this one day. And, Oh, Oh, <laughs> I have yeah. a lot of haws, you know, when I'm, they're going, when you start really digging in and you have these aha moments, these big impactful moments that were so painful that you shoved them down. You can't just pull them back out. You have to kind of slowly weed your way because that's another reason why I tell people you're exactly where you need to be on your journey. Because yeah. even for me, like decades, like I thought I was, I really was at a good point, but as I was writing my book, I actually had a repressed memory. And I realized if I would have, if I would have found that before I had already gone this distance, I probably would have been done. <laughs> would have, uh-huh. It would have taken me under, but because I had already given myself zero judgment and was embracing all of everything that I am, I was able to sit, like, I literally came out of a shower and wasn't even thinking about it. And I literally had to sit on the bed and go, oh my God, that can't, no, I was like, no, that can't, that can't be right. But my heart and soul knew that mm-hmm. it was something that happened to me. And because I was able to accept it right instantly, I'm like, okay, that happened. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, you know, like even six months before, I probably would have just crumbled. So you yeah. have to understand and, you know, you, you gain strength as you clear and sort. So, you know, understand that some of that stuff that comes up, you have to already be strong enough to withstand, to go digging back into it. So yeah, it is a process for some of us, especially for me, it was like three years Mm -hmm. (laughs) again. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact you say you're exactly where you need to be on your journey, because even if it's day one, then day one is exactly where you need to be. And you can't worry that you didn't start it a year ago. Mm -hmm. You have to say it was, wasn't until right now that I was ready to be at step one. Exactly. And you're going to have, you're going to backslide sometimes. Yeah, part of life. But I think sometimes the universe throws at you and go, how, how much do you really want this? Because you've been doing this for so long. How much do you really want this? Because I always warn them. Right. I'm like, there's gonna be days where you're gonna be like, this seems harder than when I started. But it's really yeah. not. It's just, you know, sometimes our feelings and emotion are liars. <laughs> it just feels that way. Yeah. yeah because it's, it's part perception. of the, the defense mechanisms mm-hmm. that we can create for ourselves is danger, danger, danger. Don't go there. Because that's really tough. But you're right. You may be, you may just have created more walls for yourself, but now that you're able to work on things, you can handle it. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Lori, and we're going to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. 
Top Dog Learning Group, LLC, is a leadership, change management, and diversity inclusion consulting firm based in Orlando, Florida, but with top doggers, aka consultants, throughout North America and beyond. They focus on training programs, both virtual and face-to-face, keynotes and lunch and learns, group and one-on-one coaching, and off-the-shelf solutions. One such solution is their masterclass on the top three strategies to be resilient in times of change. This thoughtful self-paced online training will guide you through three tactics you can use immediately, not just to survive, but to thrive when change comes at you. Use the code RESIL50OFF for 50% off the program. Just go to bit.ly forward slash 3A5M LS6 and enter the code RESIL50OFF in all capitals to redeem your 50% off coupon. The link and code will be available in our show notes as well for easy access. Learn more today at topdoglearning.learningworlds.com. And we are back with Lori Herbers and we are talking about, um, you know, really diving down into ourselves and understanding some of our traumas um, and the things that keep us from finding kind of that next sense of peace. And, and I know I want to give you a chance to share some more of your thoughts, but I did want to, you know, kind of follow up on a question from the beginning. You know, you talk about going back to some of those traumas, those traumatic moments. And in your case, you know, thank you for sharing that, you know, thinking about the words that your father said to you and, and trying to deal with those memories, but replace the words that you heard with words of love for yourself to, to make some of that shift. How, you know, somebody who's listening to this right now and says, oh gosh, I have those moments or I have something like that. That makes sense to me, but I have no idea where to start to replace those horrible things that were said or done to me with something that seems positive. How do you, how do you help people to make those steps in terms of having those positive dialogues? I think it depends on the specific memory. So if it involves another person, like you can write a letter as that person, try to get into their mindset because we forget that people's perceptions aren't ours. So Mm. for instance, like with my dad, like I try to look at it from his point of view instead of thinking of it from mine point of view of how he sees me, but how he probably might have seen me. Because when I really dug into the fact like that back then, the man was the head of the house. He made all of the money. He made sure that the roof was over the kid's head and yada, yada, yada. And when I started looking at it from his perspective, I could kind of understand what he was thinking and feeling. And it made it easier for me to understand it had nothing to do with me. The way he talked to me, was triggers within himself. It was his Mm -hmm. perception that did not have to be mine. And once I understood that I could choose to accept or decline his invitation into unworthiness, I could say, you know what? That's not true. I am worthy. I am worth loving, you know? And then once I did that, then I could go back into those memories and those specific moments and consider maybe he was having a really crappy day that day, you know, had nothing to do with me. I just got in the way. I just happened to pop up right at the moment. He was angry. Mm -hmm. You don't know. And being able to understand and plus love is also accepting and forgiveness towards others. So it was a huge step for me. One to forgive him for how he treated Mm -hmm. me, but two, forgive myself Mm -hmm. for all those years of believing what he said to me was true. Because then in itself, I could, you know, be like, well, why did you believe that? You were so dumb to think, you know, we can go down that what I call a rabbit hole <laughs> all yeah. the time. 
And you can choose to say, no, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I don't have to. I already did it for this many decades. I don't need to do that anymore. And plus going back into those memories and because love is an actual energy, Mm -hmm. you can go back to that memory and take that love with you and just fill that memory up with love. And I think it was actually, it wasn't even my idea. It was one of my clients. We went back to one of her memories and she basically was like, here's these words. I hear, she's like, I'm putting them in a box. So we kind of walked and walked her through it. And she's like, I'm putting them in a box and I'm just handing them to her. And I was like, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> she just handed them back. She's like, here, these are your words. These aren't mine. I don't need them. And after that, wow. she was like, Holy crap. I feel great <laughs> because she yeah. was no longer carrying that anymore. So yeah, yeah, there's power in giving it back to them. You're taking back your power basically. You know, and what I was thinking too, as you were talking is, you know, I remember saying something to someone a long time ago, uh, and, and saying, you know, well, you never know what that person has. You don't know. I would say you never know what goes on behind anybody else's four walls. So you don't know how your father was raised or you don't know how that other person, you know, like you said, might've had a bad day, whatever. And, and I said something similar to somebody and they said, that doesn't excuse what they did. And I remember saying, I understand that. I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm trying to figure out how to understand um, because if we try to understand, then maybe we don't let it sit, sit in our hearts for so long, or, you know, maybe it doesn't mean that you say it's okay that you treated me that way, but maybe I don't have to carry that burden even past that moment or much longer. Instead of, like you said, you know, once you, you believe those words and you compound them and you hold them on, it's a lot longer. It takes a lot more effort to unravel yourself from that decades later than 10 minutes after the argument, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, that's, I think, you know, a, a hard part, part for any of us to understand is that sometimes people do and say things to us that really have nothing to do with what they believe in us or what they're trying to tell us. They just don't know how to do anything else and what they're doing. Exactly. Because you tend to repeat, like patterns repeat, there's energy, yep. there's an energy exchange from your parents to, to creating you. And vice versa, because I really found that as, you know, because being an abusive childhood with my daughter, I tried very hard to make sure she knew she was loved and she could do anything she wanted. And she was beautiful. And now she's in her 20s and she'll come back. And the words that rotate through her thoughts are mine. Mm. And that's when I really understood that holy biscuits, we pass that energy of our thoughts even to our children. Oh, so wow. she, there, there's, there's like no way she could have got it from anyone but me because they're literally the same words that would rotate through my head. And probably even as I was pregnant with her, yeah, it care, we, they, they pick up on that energy. It's an actual energy exchange, which is why I say, when you go back into that memory, that energy is still in that memory. You can tweak it. Yes. You can fill it instead of with anger and hate and all that other stuff that was happening in that moment and fill it with love. Then there's understanding and there's compassion. You don't have to excuse their actions, but you can learn to let go of their actions. It doesn't have to be connected to you anymore. Yeah. You know, I know this is going to sound like such an obscure um, story, but you'll probably get it when I get to the end. I used to, I have a couple recurring dream themes, but one that I had all throughout my childhood and through college was I would get into an elevator. And the elevator, as soon as the doors closed, would immediately start to plummet 
or it would start to go up and go up so fast it was going to shoot out the top of the building, or it would be circling around uncontrollably around the outside of a building. So in every case, the end result was I was going to die. I was going to die from it hitting the ground, shooting up, dropping to the ground, spinning off, dropping to the ground. Every part of this was going to be dying. I never died in the dream, but that was always the sense. And so I knew, I knew, I knew that it was about me feeling out of control of things. But um, my professor, uh, so I took a course on dream psychology in college and I was telling my professor about this dream. And she said, have you ever pushed the button for a floor when you got in the elevator? And I said, no. Okay. So I had the dream about two weeks later again. And when I got in, it started to shoot up like it was going to go through the building. And I immediately hit a button and it started to go fast. And then it stopped and the doors open and I got out and I've never had that dream since. But it was really about, you know, kind of a sense, like I say, it's kind of obscure, but I think about your client saying, here's the box that holds all the things that you said to me, all the thoughts or things that, you know, I felt with that. And it doesn't belong to me anymore. I'm giving it back to you. That just that symbolic mental act of saying, I choose not to have this be a part of me anymore. If you really believe that, that can be very powerful. Yeah. And I feel like like the, the fact that you push the button for the floor, you chose the direction instead of being chosen for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. We get to choose. Gloria. Our mind is so powerful. I know it really is. And I think, you know, and we forget, I mean, that we, I mean, we only know we've mapped, you know, how much of our brains, you know, we, there's a great book that is called um, the gift of fear, Gavin De Bross or something. Um, and he actually was like an FBI, like he dealt with hostage negotiations and all this stuff. And he, and the, the book is very challenging because it deals with, you know, lots of crimes and some very violent crimes, but he talks about how, um, so many times we fail to acknowledge our intuition, especially women, because we think that that's just something, you know, funny or fuzzy, but he's like, you know, the woman who thinks that that man is following her, but doesn't want to turn around and say, why are you following me or go into a store? Because I don't want to assume maybe I'm just having a weird feeling that our bodies and our minds are telling us things from all these other things that are going on around us. And it's our job to pay attention to them because when we pay attention to them, like the things that are still holding us back, then we actually have power over them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So Lori, I know we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes, but in case somebody's listening or watching right now and they say, you know what, I really think that uh, Lori would be the person for me to pursue maybe some of this uh, work within myself. What's the best way for them to reach you? Um, soul love legacy. That is everything. It's my Facebook. It's my website. It's my YouTube. It's everything. <laughs> so love it. Love it. And before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Um, this isn't what I was going to do, but because you mentioned fear, here's the thing here's my tip about fear. This is what I really learned. So fear, whenever I feel fear about moving forward, that instead I've switched it now instead of it being something scary, something exciting, because every time that happens, there's something amazing on the other side of that. There's something good that I need in my life that's going to make everything better in some way on the other side. So now when I feel that fear pop up, I'm like, oh, 
I'm making a huge breakthrough for something. Something good is happening. And now it just, you can even feel the energy different of how I said it from, oh my gosh, fear to, whoa, what's over here? Something awesome. And that's helped me push through so much faster and easier because I know it wouldn't be there if there wasn't something important on the other side. Exactly. Those butterflies that, you know, that are running around in there that tell you, I might be a little afraid, but there's going to be something exciting to this as well. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Lori, thank you so much. You've been a great guest and you have incredibly valuable information. Thank you so much for being a part of our series. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and Sales Mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.